Yeah, so the harbor's packed. I'm like, do you mind if I raft up? And the guy says, absolutely no problem, as long as you don't touch my boat. I'm like, how's that going to work? Wow, so how did you end up managing that? I put on gloves. Good call. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. We're rolling. All right, well, let's roll. I'm Rich. And I'm Mark. And we are Two Two Guys guys on on Block Island. Island. All right. Well, hello again, listeners. Uh, It's nice to have you here with us once again on Two Guys on Block Island. Today, we have a friend of ours who is an integral member of the community. She is the island's first female harbor master, and uh, she's just kind of an all-around nice person. I think she might, and we're going to find out, but I think she might be the first female harbor master in the state of Rhode Island. Really? I think so. Well, we'll get to that. Okay, let's find out. Let's get to it. And we're going to have to ask her, and her name is Kate McConville. So let's ask Kate. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hi, guys. How are you? Great. 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 Nice to have you. I'm glad you came and took the time for us. Yeah. Yeah. How's things? Things are good. Things are really good. Good. All right. Well, generally speaking, the first question we ask all our guests is, what's your Block Island story? How did you get out here? When did you come here? What did you do for your first job? That kind of stuff. So the summer of 95, I graduated from the University of Rhode Island, and my advisor suggested that I come out and do an internship with the Committee for the Great Salt Pond, which I got And so there I am out on the pond doing water testing and giving tours of the pond. And uh, I was an intern. So I needed Where did you go to school? University of Rhode Island. So I'm not the smartest guy here for remembering dates and stuff. But at that time, was the pond already pretty well cleaned up? Or was that the whole, was was that, because there was a time where we were getting worried about the pond, this Great Salt Pond. That was the beginning of the pump out program. Larry Constantine had started that. So it was a new, no discharge harbor at that time. And it was just starting. It was just getting going. All right. So it was. So the pond was not in the condition it is now. It is not. It okay. was not. No, right. it was not. So, w- so right when you arrived is when th- the movement to kind of clean things up. <laughs> movement. Movement. Oh. <laughs> I think it might have been two years prior to me getting here. Okay. But it took that long for the pump out program to really catch on and yeah. the boaters to really see the difference. That's amazing to me. Yep. That that even in the '90s it was just kind of being like, hey, maybe we shouldn't muck this beautiful yep. pond up mm-hmm. yeah and it was pretty much um leading in a lot of areas to do that sort of thing it absolutely right? was yeah we, we absolutely had a guest was. on uh who used to drive the pump out boat yes. and of course now he's first <laughs> warden how does that happen <laughs> why, why should i vote for him he's great at driving the stool bus <laughs> the stool bus and yeah that is where i met andre oh really on the pond yes oh, excellent yep. so was he driving that the stool bus back in those days or was had he not started i don't yet, think he had started yet okay he came a little after when he speaks about it, he's fond of it he's very fond of very fond of those on days. the uh on the stool bus yeah i yeah. had that choice to get on the stool bus and i opted for the collection boat because yeah uh, it just just wasn't my thing what's, what's the, the collection yeah boat? what's the collection boat? you drive around in the boat and you collect all the mooring fees from all oh, of yeah. the transient oh. butters all yeah. right, let's. We're going so far ahead. Let's get back to the arrival. So you, that was your first summer here, and what you were doing, right? So that was an internship. Okay. And I needed a job to make money, so I started as a bread girl at the Hotel Manassees. Joan Abrams hired me, and my job was to deliver bread and little pads of butter to the guests. Oh, in their rooms or at the dinner table? At the dinner table. Oh, in the, okay. in, the, in the restaurant. So you were kind of like one micron above a bus person. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, gotcha. Now, uh, did you have to butter the bread for the people no, as well? No, I did not. Okay. But I was not, I wasn't supposed to speak to them. Oh. oh. I'm not supposed to talk to the guests. You just bring the bread and butter over and then you leave. You're like, here. You, you put it down and just be like, don't look at me. <laughs> don't, look at me. don't look at me. Don't ask me any questions don't. because I'm not supposed to talk to you. You're like, oh. If it doesn't have to do directly, deal directly with either bread and yeah. or butter, Correct. I'm sorry, ma'am. Correct. I Correct. cannot speak to you. And um, for some reason, Joan 
Abrams loved me. She was the matriarch of that family. And she took me aside and she said, you know, Kate, I just don't think that you're Manasseh's material. We're going to send you over to the ore. Oh. <laughs> now, yeah. how did that hit you? I was when, so when... grateful because <laughs> I am not. Oh, I, thank God. I am not a waitress. I am not. I, I really, um, that was the summer that I learned that I just did not ever want to be in the wait. Yeah, that's a tough racket. Yep. Waiting tables. Yep. I mean, you know, it's. Probably... I would have rather have been the dishwasher and worked behind the scenes. I'm a behind the scenes person. I yeah. Like that's what we do. The... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I owned a restaurant and I this is the one job I really that and bartending I'm like who in the, I could hostess bus dishwash cook any anything else but I did not no like, I was, I was you know. not a yeah not a it, take, it takes a very special sort of personality to deal with that kind of you know just level of of people who need things from yes, you constantly like, get it yourself make it yeah. yourself why boaters aren't like that I assume um, some of them are but, uh, but that's easier. okay I'm out on the water. I yeah, can, there you go. I can drive away. Yeah, <laughs> we did. I, I think it was me and Sheila Fowler uh, when I was working at Finns, and we uh, had this brilliant idea because we were, you know, everybody thinks their job's the most important. Like without me, this place would go down. Well. So we switched for a day, and I waited on tables, and she cooked, and that was a that was a lifelong <laughs> How did that lesson. Go for it? Yeah, I don't really know. I don't know. It was not. I don't think it was great. No. No. Mm-mm. So. No. Joan Abrams, quote unquote, demote you to the ore, which was transfers. blessing. Transfers. transfers. Thank you. I right. did. Yes. Transfers. But she prefaced it by saying you're not Manasseh's material. No. That's funny. I was the, so I went from bread girl to breakfast girl at the ore. That's when they served breakfast. Vin McAloon was um, the manager there. And I loved it. It was fantastic. And, um, after after that, now this is the same summer. Um, I oh, so this is all the internship. This is all in the same. This is yeah. all in the same yep. Summer. And I, I'm just going to go on a limb and say 99 out of 100 people are not Manasseh's employee material. <laughs> I'm going to say that, but especially when Joan was, you know, yeah. they won't even let me eat there. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. they're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, at that same time, someone prominent left the harbors department. And there was an opening. So that's when I went over. I applied. I met Larry Constantine. And he hired me to be a mate on the collection boat. And that's where you drive around and... Um, to get the money. To get so, the money. So that all... See, this... I had no idea. So yeah. so you've been with the Harbors Department for a long time. Yes. You know, like... In what, what is that? 25 years. Holy so in one macro. capacity or another, you've always worked for the uh, Harvest I, I took I took about four years off one year and then has been have been seasonal ever since. But in some capacity have worked on the pond. Gotcha. And how long did you stay at the Oar? Um, maybe two summers. Okay. Thought you were going to say weeks. <laughs> no, I made it. Through. I loved Until, it. I made it. <laughs> Until Vin Macklin came up to you and said, "I'm sorry, Kate. You're not really the ore material." Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're, we have a spot just, for you down yeah. at the public restrooms, <laughs> handing out towels. Let's see how that goes. There's no butter, just towels. Yeah. 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 Or bre- there's and no don't butter. talk to them. Don't talk yeah. to the people. It just don't, don't make talk eye contact them. when they're in the stall. <laughs> Did you ever have to rough anybody up uh, for their for the mooring fees that no. didn't want to pay you? You no. never had to shake anyone down no. hang them over the side of the boat and like no we've had you know people complain that it's oh i remember back in the day it was it was free or 25 dollars or yeah, so was pizza th- th- yeah, yeah. yeah and they remember um, when movies were a nickel there were a few, there's a few people that skip out they leave early before we get on the water and oh so you don't charge them ahead of time they can come in more up well no you know if if they're not on the boat then we can't really collect from them so don't give away any secrets now to our <laughs> to our boating listeners. Well, we get out very early. Nice, and some of them don't like to get woken up. But if they had paid the night before, then they wouldn't have to get woken up. Oh, right. there's a good point. Good tip. You're right. Okay, that so, is a, yeah. So settle up. Don't get woken up. 
Ooh. <laughs> there you go. You can have. Can, can, can I have that? Throw that on a T-shirt with my picture. All right. There we go. Because then it would imply that you're going to be the one coming to wake them it up, could which be. would it really could make be. them pay ahead of time. Or you could just get a tattoo of me on your neck. Yeah, right. I like the one I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll consider that. Thank okay. You. Um. No, people people love the interaction with the department. I have a great crew, um, and that's part of the charm, I think, of coming to the to the harbor. Welcome you. We're we're some of the first people that you're going to meet on the harbor. Where should we go for dinner? What should we do while we're here? Um, yeah. And what is it now? Do you have anything to do with the marinas that are there as well? Do, so that's you, marinas are private, right? I we got yeah. three private marinas, but um, we can, and I'm not going to say which one is my favorite or which I would which rather would not rec- go to. Right? Yeah, no, I, we yeah, understand. I can't course, recommend that. Sure, but um, but you still have rules and and not you. Sorry, the town of New Shoreham Harbors Department has regulations that apply to boats that are docked as well as boats that are out on the pond. Like, is there a certain Dis- I, obviously like the discharge? Discharge wise, it's it's that's federal. Okay. Um, no, I think the marinas have their own rules, but yeah, the town has. Uh, noise ordinances and okay. fire ordinances. So that's one of my questions. If you're not on the dock, are you allowed to grill on your boat? Not in open flame. Oh, I mean, I mean, okay. you can have a. I got you. I know what you, you mean. The propane. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, like a little camping Correct. style. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, but you can't have. Yeah, no. Well, who would? I don't think I would do that. No, probably not. Just the charcoal would never light after it's no. been a night or two on the boat. <laughs> Doubtful, <laughs> like sponge. <laughs> and that just doesn't sound nah, safe. Not at all. No. And who would grill on their boat when you go to one of the fine establishments and get served bread and butter? Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, that's, <laughs> I, I now I'm gonna have to go around and see who has the best bread and butter yeah. service. Mm-hmm. I'll help you. All right. Mm-hmm. Do you ever? Uh, do you ever like um, get into it in the morning with like the Aldo's bakery boat? Like you know, you guys pull up to a boat at the same time. They're no, trying no, to sell no. pastries. <laughs> no, because I'll be I'll be getting my coffee and. Uh, do they no. still do that? The on the Aldo boat. Yeah, oh, is it still good. Bobby? No, um, and I don't know what the gentleman's name is, but he works for the bakery. Okay, and uh, he uses a conch shell now. Oh, so like, like a horn. Really? Yep. It's very impressive. I don't think we have conch in this area, though, do we? No, we don't. No, didn't think so. so. For, just he may for, have brought it up from Florida. Probably. Right. So our listeners know uh, Aldo's Bakery, which is uh, an establishment on the island that's been here forever. Um, the, the patriarch of the family, Aldo Sr., I believe, when he began the bakery, started loading up pastries and, and things like that and driving around the Great Salt Pond in a little skiff yelling andiamo andiamo which and means singing opera yes and singing opera yep. and selling his his baked goods to people on the boats and that tradition goes is carried on today his son bobby was doing it was for a doing while. it and now they have an employee another guy doing it and does now, he still yell andiamo yep good absolutely and then they go out in the afternoons as well they're they're expanding oh wow yep, they've, they've got afternoon treats and so wow. either way, if they're not, if you're not waking them up to get their fees early in the morning, someone is one of the Leones yes. is screaming at them, waking them up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I wonder if you could hire a pump out boat driver that could sing opera. That would kind of be kind of a neat. Probably. Could. Yeah. Although it might be confusing for <laughs> the people expecting to order a scone and something else shows yeah. up alongside and, the bed. full service. Yeah. I had another question for you. I've heard you've been sleeping. Oh, sorry, sorry. Those are my notes to talk with my wife about. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, sorry, wrong page. Um, we've talked about this briefly, I think, on another episode of our podcast, but we've heard that you do have a bad case of crabs um, in the harbor, right? <laughs> yes. It's an invasive. What's so funny? The green crabs. That? Yeah, the green crabs. Yes. So, how, you know, how long ago do we feel those arrived here? I. I honestly couldn't tell Yeah, because when I was a little kid, I think we were catching those. So, I mean, they must have been here. And is the theory of heard that it, they came over in ballast water? Yes. Across the Atlantic? Yeah. So when the ships would suck in the water for ballast, they would suck in these crabs in another part of the world. And then they would dock here in New England and then let the ballast water out to load the boat. And the, the 
you know, so they would basically trap creatures that didn't live in our area. Right. And now what do you think the greatest impact of these crabs is on... Uh, on the pond? Yeah. They have... They eat juvenile shellfish. So when we've been trying to get the um, soft shell crab species, um, clams, sorry, yep, soft shell clams. Soft shell crabs, yeah. Um, steamers. Steamers. As, as steam as. Steam as. Steam as. Yeah. Trying to get that species back, um, it has been very detrimental with the crabs. Because obviously, you know, you're seeding, you're what seeding, they call it, with but you're also juveniles. Feeding and that's it. That's it's like ringing eat. the dinner bell. Yes. That's, yeah. Because I remember my younger years, man, that was one of my favorite pastimes was digging steamers. You didn't need hip waders or, you know, and uh, they are you know, out there. But we're not allowed to take them at we're this time. We're not allowed time. to take them at this time because we're hoping for a repopulation. We are. But it's been years. It now. has been years. There are the shellfish commission has started to do small sampling around the pond. I would love to have it opened, but I don't. I think that it would just yeah be devastated soon. again. Yeah. So the so these are the green crabs that green crabs eat the soft shell. How about the blue crabs? They don't do anything. Not not as severe as as what these crabs have done. Okay. So can you eat the green crabs? Yeah, you can eat the green crabs. You well, can what make, are we yeah. for? You can make bisque out of it. You mm-hmm. can, and um, the, they make great bait. They make yeah. fantastic bait. Mm-hmm. Um, Caught three cats yesterday. Did you? <laughs> 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 I use them to pick up chicks at the bar. Yes, We've you walk couple... up to walk up to somebody that you're attracted to mm-hmm. with like a little bowl full <laughs> of green crabs and be like, "Hey, what you doing later? Check this out." Um, you're not going to get a lot of meat out of them. And, okay. it, and it takes. I heard they make an amazing stock. Yeah, like your and onions and celery. One of our and... local, one of our local establishments has been utilizing them. I believe Phil. Phil. Phil Walsh, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He told me it's amazing. Yeah. I haven't tried it. How I does don't... one go about catching green crabs? Well, the harbors department has crab traps. You just put some bait in there, throw them over. Do you sell these traps, or you no? Can... No, you just loan them we, out. We do them ourselves. Oh, you catch there them. There was a, they were trying to eradicate the crabs. So not going to happen. It was not going to happen at all. You're not even making a dent in it. You don't even know the life cycle of it when they're, when the females have the eggs. When you, you know you you need all of that. Yeah, and it's just um, it's got to be fast because there's so many more of those than anything else. Like. You, 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 Mark talked about the blue crab, and I mean, it would be great if blue crabs reproduced like that because there'd be thousands of blue crabs everywhere to eat. But uh, they, they just. So we have, um, we have one individual who comes over with traps and has and took them during the fall season for bait. Um, there's a market for it. You just have to. Yeah, my, I just have to create it. I went fishing with my father-in-law. Um, in the fall and when blackfish season, yes. the tog, you, I was the bait cutter because uh, I'm not a very good fisherman. So I cut the bait and made sandwiches. Um, but yeah, there, there was like, you know, it was a thing, stop and get your crabs. So um, how how many crabs are we talking in these traps? Like, is it a, like you put you bait a trap, put it in and it's like full the next day? Could be. Wow. It depends on where you are in the pond. That was my next question. Do they do the crabs tend to congregate in certain places or are they just kind of spread out? No, this this individual that came out last fall had them all over and he was getting them everywhere. Even around the entire island. Like you could drop a trap in off Dory's Cove and you're going to get a trap full of them. Really? Oh, they're they're not just a harbor species. They're everywhere. So is this uh, everywhere in New England and along the coast? Yeah. The green crabs are a problem? Oh, okay. So it's not special. It's not not just Block Island. Okay, okay. Oh, we're special. Well, no, I know that. that But not for that reason. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow, interesting. I didn't know there was so much to the crab thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? triggered my memory was um my mom passed away recently was going through a bunch of old photos and there's one of me i'm probably three years old collecting the green crabs with my grandfather to go black fishing yeah yeah you know we used to just row out there in this little rowboat right off of the west side and but first we'd have to go along and you'd flip the rocks over and grab the little crabs and you know yeah. that's it milk container you know do old, we have do old we have- school not those fake 
plastic bullshit, you know? Yeah, like yeah, the, no. The, the cardboard milk container. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kind of be, yeah. Um, what was my, oh God, what was the question? Oh yeah, do we have any like Alaskan king crab in the Great Salt Pond? We do not have Alaskan king crab. Because no. that would be really cool if we had those. Those Block delicious. Island king crabs. You've crab. got spider yeah. crabs, you've got the green crabs, the blue crabs. I know a few Block Island king crabs. Yeah, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, they're angry. Yeah, yeah, the angry yeah. crab. Yeah, just big old angry. When, when the line gets too long at the Big, yes. you know, in the middle of July, the the the, mm-hmm. the Block Island crabs come out. Yes, king crabs. You feel this big pinch yeah. from behind. Yeah. yeah, usually followed by some like muttering under the breath. You That's know, and then the, they leave their cart there. And yeah, then they leave their cart. It's their only, the only blessing is out. the six foot rule. They can't grab you. You know, like they used to be able to. <laughs> oh. Um, so, oh, go ahead. You go ahead, Mark. No, so this kind of dovetails um, shell fishing. Now, do you guys? I know there are shellfish wardens out there. Do you? Uh, are you responsible for for those folks? I as, am. Okay, yep. so they're under under your they command. Are. Yes. Yeah. All right. And how are the shellfish wardens? Because that's always a job that seems like it would interest me. They are fantastic. So my predecessor began a program with Unity College up in Maine. And we were getting people who were going to school for this, for environmental conservation or enforcement. So they really had a vested interest in it, as opposed to just pulling somebody off the street that was like, yeah, this might be a good job. But they... They do a fantastic job. They go up to the people. You And it's more of an educational program. I'm not out there to to, viola, to write violations for people. Um, I would. No. <laughs> no, I'm just it's, kidding. It's the people that go out there that are that are obviously doing something wrong, but you know, they don't know that they need a license. Well, you, this, these are the hours that we have go to the office. We hand out a really nice pamphlet. And I think it's a fantastic, it's so much more popular than I would ever have realized. Let's fill our listeners in. So the, in case you've never bought a license, cause clamming on block Island is an amazing experience. It's it really a beautiful is. place. Some of the best, most succulent, bivalves you'll ever taste from the clean <laughs> harbor because there's no more poop in there yeah and well mostly once in a while you know we all have an accident but um the uh <laughs> the you know so your office is located uh right next to the boat to the in the boat basin we our summer seasonal office will be down at the oar by the oar at the new harbor boat basin on the shack yep uh we're open every day yep Probably nine to three or nine to four. And you go in and you pay you your fee. You pay your fee. Take you a picture. Your, yep. You got your yeah. license and then you're in our system. What are the, how much is the fee? Yeah. And what are the various licenses that are available? Residents, $20. Good for uh, the whole season. Good for a year. Good for a year. Uh, seasonal is $60 and that's May to October okay. for non-residents. Or you can get a weekly Okay. Or a monthly. So, so kind of like fishing licenses. Yeah. If I go somewhere, so they'll offer you the one-day fishing license, yep. which is usually like three times as much as the week-long one. <laughs> so, that, you know, you might as well just buy the week. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. And, oh, uh, and do you also tell us where the where the uh, secret honey hole spots are? Where no, we can absolutely find not. But you know where they are, don't you? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Because we also have a receding program. A restocking program, if right. you will. We do that in say, the spring. I was going to say, so does my hair. <laughs> <laughs> And we put in roughly twenty five to thirty thousand holy market size quahogs. Oh wow. So they're already adult size. They're they are already-, already adult size. And we put those out at Andy's Way because that's the most popular and that's all that's open in the summertime open besides Cormoran yeah. Cove. Um, so all those clams that people are getting in the inner ponds, those are all, that's all Block Island reseeding itself. With the great money that you give for a license. It's goes, does that, where that money goes to, or eventually in some balancing sheet, it, it ends up that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is the, I think is the harbors department, one of the better revenueing departments in the state, in the town of New Shoreham? I am pretty proud of the revenue that I bring in with my department. Oh, well, that's a <laughs> Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Good. Well, it should be. It's a pristine, you know, it's a pristine thing and it takes a lot to preserve it. You know? We have, you know, we just, we don't just have 
new harbor we also have old harbor oh that's as well one of my amazing questions is are, are oh, you yeah? uh, is there two harbor masters no or? they're not so you're the harbor master for both harbors on block Island. correct very nice so how do you split your time what do you so i have a fantastic dock master josh moore who has been with the department for 18 to 20 years love josh super love nice josh. guy mellow dude yep mm-hmm. And he knows what he's doing down there. He finagles the boats in and out, day trippers to week longs. And, you know, he can have anywhere from 80 to 100 boats in Old Harbor on the dock tied up. Wow. Um, And they raft big down there, too. We raft big. We just had a major dredge project this past winter, which will help with the revenue because we had lost about 75 feet of dockage that we could utilize okay yeah there was a lot of activity down there with that dredge and there was another dredge working in new harbor was there one in new harbor no that was just storage for the cable project oh okay now the between new harbor and old harbor in peak season when the tourists are and the boaters all come in um and there's rafted up um is one is now the great salt pond is larger obviously um but do you find one to be more raucous or tougher to kind of keep a lid on in terms of like, is it, is it crazier in old Harbor because it's closer to all the bars and restaurants or does it matter? No, I think last year we had maybe six complaints. Um, and four of those were from the same boat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one of those. In Old Harbor. But Mm -hmm. everyone else is, um, they're self-policing down in Old Harbor and they really know what they're doing when they're doing their horseshoe and they're uh, rafting up together. No, they they want to have a great time. Um, They know that they don't want to wake me up and I have to go out and... Mm. And talk to them. Collect their their fee. Yeah. Now, is there a fee when you raft like that? Not in Old Harbor. Nope. No. Okay. And then you've got New Harbor. And I could have anywhere from, you know, say there's a thousand boats in there. That's, that could be up to 3,000 people. That's a little floating city out there that you have to take care of. So it's, um, it's 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 it looks very crowded to me, especially when I look at old photos. But you know, everything that's beautiful and popular—that's where people want to be. Do you see? Are you seeing returning boats? Like, do you see the same boats year after year in some cases, where it's like families or or people that have been here yep. for decades? And you're like people oh, that yep. come every summer. They have their little spot, and they come this the same week. That's the that's some of the best part to reconnect with these people. And hey, what did you do all winter? Where'd you go? And yeah. All right, Kate, going to put you on hold for just one minute because we've been lucky enough to have some great sponsors help us keep this podcast going. So we're going to talk about them for a minute. We'll be right back with you. What's for dinner? The eternal question that drives me crazy. If you're asking yourself the same question, it's time to visit Dish Off the Block. Our friend Pam Gelsimini at Dish Off the Block is always coming out with new recipes and new ideas. Check out the new line of Dish Off the Block spices. There's Superbly Herbly, Chow Bella Italian Spice Blend, and Raging Cajun. Dish Off the Block has recipes using these delicious blends to make dishes like Superbly Herbly Striped Bass, Apricot Ginger Sticky Ribs over Shiitake and Leek Fried Rice, or Mussels in Chorizo Parmesan Cream Sauce. Now, this is exciting. Dish Off the Block just came out with their first cookbook. What can I make with this frickin' chicken? It has 50 tried-and-true chicken recipes sure to shake up your routine. This collection of chicken recipes uses ingredients commonly found in any kitchen. Your creations will make your family think their meal came from a five-star restaurant. It's chock full of easy, approachable recipes that you will love. To check out the recipes, read the blog, shop the spice rack, or pick up your own copy of What Can I Make With This Frickin' Chicken, check out dishofftheblock.com. Rich, I love Pam's recipes. I've tried a few of them, and uh, they're great. I'm not a great cook. I mean, I'm okay. They're pretty easy to make, and they taste amazing. And she comes out, you know, a couple times a month. She puts one in the B.I. Times. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Great stuff. And she is, like, a super cool lady. 
Here's a great activity you don't want to miss out on on your next visit to Block Island. Exploring the Great Salt Pond in a kayak from Fort Island Kayaks. The Great Salt Pond is one of Block Island's true gems, and I would say one of the most beautiful harbors in all of New England. Now, I know I said kayak, but Fort Island Kayaks has stand-up paddle boards, Hobie pedal boards, as well as kayaks in all different sizes. I'm pretty sure they've even added the triple-seater and a peekaboo glass-bottom kayak. You can rent by the hour, half day, full day, or even an entire week. Explore the hidden coves of the pristine inner ponds. Find your own little spot to take a dip or soak up some sun. There's spectacular scenery around every bend, and you'll get some of the best views of the island that you can't really see any other way. So whether you're flying solo or with the whole family, make sure this is one on your to-do list. Oh yeah, here's a tip. If you're in a group of six or more, you definitely want to make a reservation in advance. Fort Island Kayaks is operated by our good friends at Block Island Fishworks and is located right next door. For rates, availability, and reservations, visit their website at bifishworks.com or just give them a call at 401-466-5392. So Mark, I wonder if that glass bottom kayak, you could find maybe Captain Kidd's treasure or something. Ooh, that's exciting, right? You could uh, turn your afternoon into a treasure hunt. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Those pedal boards look really cool, too. A bicycle on the water. What will they think of next? Ugh, modern science. So have you ever heard about C-Pod? When springtime hits, C-Pod Construction puts down their hammers and goes into full-on delivery mode. From Memorial Day to Labor Day, C-Pod will deliver anything anywhere on the island. As Bobby likes to say, if it's legal, it gets delivered. It's so easy to click that button and order a couch, but how do you get it up to your house? C-Pod, that's right, furniture, appliances, pretty much anything you can get over on the ferry or the plane, they will get it to you. Let's say you're having a great day at Mansion Beach, but uh-oh, out of beer. Well... Ring up the store, order what you need, and then call Bobby at Seapod. Yep, and the beer comes to you at the beach. Here's my favorite. From 5 to 10 every night, Seapod will deliver takeout from any restaurant on the island. After a long day of sun and fun, what could be better than having dinner come to you? They deliver sand to sail, hotel to house. For anything anywhere on Block Island, call Seapod at 401-871-5061. Tell Bobby we said hi. So I almost accept this as a challenge, Mark. You think we could come up with something that Bobby can't deliver? I mean, an elephant, perhaps, or... But you know what? I wouldn't even put it past him. He'd find a way. Last time I bought an elephant, I just picked it up myself. But it's much easier to call Seapod. Do hems have you down? Are you missing a button? Find the perfect fit with the traveling seamstress, Elizabeth Doherty. The traveling seamstress can repair zippers and buttons or patch and mend most fabrics, including denim, which means good news for your favorite jeans. Getting married on Block Island? The traveling seamstress can say yes to helping with your dress. She can even steam and press your tux. Slip covers, curtains, draperies, and custom dye work are just a few of Liz's specialties. She can even make cushions for your home or boat. The Traveling Seamstress is located at 442 Dodge Street by the Four Corners with regular hours May through November and limited wintertime hours. No project is too big, too small, or too weird. So visit Liz, the Traveling Seamstress, and follow her on Instagram at Traveling Seamstress. Phone number 717-919-5057. You know, I'm thinking of having some drapes made for the house. I've never even had to go to a seamstress before. Well, let me tell you something. I actually have a true story for you. I had this sweater, right? And it was like not an expensive sweater. It was just a cheap mall sweater, but it was my favorite sweater. And I got a hole in the sleeve and Liz patched it up. It's as good as new. It's like, it was. in fact, it's better than it was. All right, so Kate, we left off. We've been talking about shellfishing, the harbor. I, I mean, I have so many more questions. So, um, when so what's available for boats coming into the harbor to stay, and how does it work? So I know that, like, you know, um, there's the moorings that are owned by people on Block Island. Well, yeah. not owned, but you know, you they have an application. They is that what it's called? Yeah. So you, but you rent the moorings from they, they rent. So that's a year round mooring. Correct. Okay. And um, those people have certain rules and guidelines. They have to have a boat on it at least once a year. Is that the idea? Yep. What What happens if it's not being used? Can they give it to the harbor to rent out? Yep. So the town has 90 rental moorings. Okay. And How much are they a night? Those are $45 a night. Seven nights a week? Seven nights a week. Okay. Um, Any uh, check-in, check-out time? It's supposed to be noon, but I think we're going to try and make it at, it's supposed to be noon, but I think we're going to try and make it at 10 a.m. this coming season. 
because once those are full, we are able to rent out private moorings that the owners notify us that they're not going to be utilizing. Okay. So somebody comes in, the town field is full, but they want to stay here for a few nights. We throw them on a private mooring for the night. Again, $45 a night. The owners of that mooring get 10%. Okay. So that goes back towards their application fee. And obviously it helps with the, you know, cluster nuts that can happen when the harbor's completely does. Because, and we, you, know. you might have answered this question. I can't remember. How many town moorings are there in total? 90. 90. That are, and those are the nightlies. Those are the nightlies. And, and how, what do you call the other moorings? Like the they're private moorings. Private moorings. How many of those are there? 290. Oh, wow. Wow. 290 privates. And those include 23 club moorings. Those are yacht club moorings. Oh, okay. So a yacht club has a roster of anywhere from... 10 to 100 boats can come in and utilize that. And they have their own rules. Say you can't stay on that for more than five nights at yeah. a time. Can't right? reserve it for three consecutive weeks in a row. You have to like be that. wearing at least one piece of IZOD yes. clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And topsiders. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, interesting. And um, if the uh, public moorings that are open, they're first come, first serve. First come, first serve. So you can't reserve them. You just we pull in. Yep. What do you do? What happens if, like, say, on 4th of July weekend or uh, one of the really peak seasons, when do they ever get complete? They're, obviously, it does happen where they're all completely Absolutely. filled. So what do you do when there's someone, a boat comes in and they're like, and there are no options? They can anchor somewhere, I guess, right? So they can anchor yeah. east of the main channel. Okay. Um, east? Okay, I know which way is east now. I'm going to sound like I've never lived here before when I ask all these questions about the harbor. I'm not making this up. Like, I have no idea how many moorings there are, how they go. I so you no come, idea. You come in, and there's a big sign at the entrance. <laughs> yeah. It says, Welcome, Harbor Master, VHF Channel 12. Okay. No discharge harbor. People probably don't even read it. Yeah. But it's there. So you get somebody on the radio. Hey, sorry, the town field is full. Um, we're putting people on private moorings right now. If you don't want to do that, go anchor. Yeah. Go anchor up. Go check with any right. of the marinas for a slip. And that's where that 10 a.m. thing is going to help because I would imagine right now, if people don't have to be off until noon, there's got to be, you know, most people on the mainland coming out on their boat probably try to get out of there early and get over here to yep. enjoy the day. So, I mean, is there like a period of this shuffle going on where oh, it's pe- a crazy boats shuffle. are just drifting and waiting for someone to leave? Yes. Is there a lineup? So you get in the lineup. So three o'clock, we start renting private moorings. We give the owners permission to notify the office. The office closes at three. So if you don't call before three, we can rent out your mooring. So people start calling and then not till three o'clock, you get in line. We've got 20 boats lined up in the channel ready to, you know, we just sort of number point at the number that they're going to go to and then we go around and have to collect from all of them afterwards but now i've gone out my friend rented a mooring yep we went to his boat we went out fishing for the day that's not true i don't remember what we were doing but it was legal and um why did you say why did you even have to clarify i'm just kidding you know it's people's (laughs) imaginations now we went out fishing for the day and we come back in and somebody just grabbed the mooring so he had to contact the harbor master's office. They had to come and get that boat off the mooring because he had already obviously paid for the rental spot. So, I mean, do you have some people that kind of just totally so we panic have, and grab whatever they see? So you've got somebody that wants to go out fishing or sailing for the day. We have these little orange, they look like lobster buoys. Oh. And it says occupied. How long have you had those? Mm, a couple of, quite a few years now. Wow. Should have had one of those. Yeah, that would have been helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so you're you're going out for the day. We give you this. Okay. To put on the pennant. So when the next person comes, they're like, oh, look, we got got an open mooring. I can't believe it. It's the 4th of July. Exactly. (laughs) Right. So it's kind of like the do not disturb sign you hang on the back of your door in a hotel. I thought thought you said that you can't reserve them. Well, it's not a reserved sign. It says occupied. Right. Well, what does that mean? So then you have to go through the whole spiel. 
it's but. like a hotel room and the door is not open. <laughs> you don't just go to a hotel and grab right. a room. Yeah. And do you ever get you know? any really stupid people that are like, well, that's a silly looking boat. Who can fit on that tiny little orange boat that or, says occupied? Or I didn't, why are all the boats named occupied? I didn't see it. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's okay. a good one. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You yeah. had to grab it to get yes. the rope to the but chain again, to the morning. Like the big sign at the entrance, yeah, they yeah. don't read it. Yeah. You know, they just, they just, they're so excited to be here. This yeah. is true. And then this we just true. have to go and find that person another spot. If it was obvious and they took the occupied buoy off and created havoc, it's then hidden in their duffel bag. <laughs> punch a hole in the bottom of their boat. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because then. Then right, I have to deal with you, that. Yeah, then, well, yeah, okay. Uh, speaking of boats, a lot of times you'll see, sometimes there's these really enormous kind of yachts that yes. pull in. What's the What's the largest vessel that can come into the Great Salt Pond? Gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Shouldn't you know this, a, maybe? Yeah. I've seen some big ones. <laughs> I'll tell you the one that can't is uh, Global Symphony is not going to be making it into the harbor. That's for sure. What's that? That's the one that's off the... Oh, doing the work in the cave. Yep. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. So was it... Did it need to? Was it It did to? not need to, but okay. they just advised me that they would not be able to get in. Okay. Yeah, you don't want a Suez Canal situation no. <laughs> on your hands. And yeah. I've seen some really large yachts, you know, I've heard... Oh, we should do some name dropping about some famous people. That's that brought was their my yachts next question. In. <laughs> All right, well, I'll let you in. do that one. But right. I have seen some very big ones outside the harbor. Yeah. Yes. Is that usually a sign that they... Don't even want to deal with trying to get in there? Or they, yeah, they, or they just, maybe they're here for one night and they want to be, they want to have, make sure they have enough room, um, you know, I don't know, a 200, 200, 300 foot boat. Some of them, yeah. Yeah, some of them because of the ferry. Yeah. And so, one I some always Some of them hear, are tide dependent also. Yeah. One of one that I always hear, everyone's like, every year, every season it seems like, or every few seasons, it's like, oh, that's Eric Clapton's boat. Have you heard this one? Yes. Is that true? I've heard it. Have you ever seen I've Eric Clapton? I've never seen ever Eric Clapton. No. Ha, do you know anyone who has seen Eric Clapton? Mm. See? In concert? No. On his <laughs> boat to confirm it's his <laughs> I've seen Jimmy Buffett. He comes out. Yeah, Buffett's out But here. he flies, I think, most of the time. He, his boat's he, out here a his lot, boat, though. His oh, his boat, boat What's it called? Yeah. The, oh. uh, I know Clapton's is Blue Guitar, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it probably is his... Um, who else? Who else have you like? Wasn't Jake? Seen? Was J.K. Rowling maybe here last year, or is that a rumor? Oh, off the uh, they were off Old Harbor. Yeah. Oh, they were off Old Harbor. So her yacht was here. Apparently. Yeah. Wow. Rumor has it. I don't see these people. No, I didn't. Just they don't the, check in with you. No. Hey, they, this is Tom Hanks, Kate. Um, <laughs> wondering if I can get a spot at <laughs> Camplin's. No. <laughs> and and a pound of green crabs, yeah. please. <laughs> Throw, uh, you know, yeah. uh, Val Kilmer doesn't get out on the, the, no. the radio and <laughs> try to. And I'm not one to be super starstruck, so I want to give them their privacy. Yeah. yeah. But I'll certainly, you know, take our boat out and go around and do a little tour. Of their boat check it out. Have you ever been invited the... on one of those large no. yachts? No. Mm. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. This All could right. be the summer. Can you call me and let me know if you do I'm and be sure. like, I have to call my friend Mark. He's got to come too. <laughs> You're going to love this guy. It'll be great. I've always said, like, I couldn't do the boating life. I, I can tell you right now, I could not do that. People seem to love it, and but I think it's a certain kind of person that mm-hmm. can, you know, spend a summer or or weeks or a season on a boat in New Harbor. I'd imagine it's got its amazing sides, but I just couldn't do it. And then I look at one of those giant yachts, and I'm like, well, maybe. I could maybe do that. So it's a size. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. they say sizes yeah. and everything, but sometimes <laughs> yeah, if, if I don't have to, it like, is. haul gallons of water on my dinghy. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. that, I, I don't. No, that's what we got water boy for. We got all. Wait, you have a, wait. <sighs> Mind blowing. <laughs> what do you have? You have a water boy? There is a business out on the pond. Okay. They drive around and you can get fresh water for your boat. Do they fill your tank up? They fill your tank up from the tank on their boat. Wow. Where do they get the water from? Um, I believe they got it from the boat basin last year. Oh, okay. So just they fill it up with yep, tap I think water? Yeah, I think there's a minimum... But uh, and it's and it's a fee, but it's a, a matter of convenience versus taking your jerry jugs to the oh yeah yeah to the spigot yeah that sounds like a pain yeah <laughs> hmm I've always thought you know people are like oh do you want a boat and I'm like no I just want more friends with boats yes <laughs> absolutely yeah you know? yeah and yeah back to what you were saying there's you know that kind of a boat life person. 
I, I know a lot of them. I know plenty I do of them too. just from hanging yeah. out. And uh, it is. It's a very... They're okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, but it is a particular type of person. Yes. And then there's the ones that you can tell. Like, I love the old, salty guys and girls that, you know, they've been living on the, their sailboat forever. And it's their life. And, and they, it's their home. And it's their home. And, but it's like... I, I, you know, you kind of, I wish I could be like that some days, you know, and just be like, who cares? I, I can be like that in a camper. Like yeah. I, I can live in a, you know, yeah, and then you can motor home, but I just don't know. There's so much involved in owning a boat and the safety and the, the storms coming and so much can happen. Like when a boat breaks free in a giant storm, yes, it just plows through and takes out every boat Everybody in its path. Boat. So it's not even, you could be doing everything right. But Chuckle Nuts, northeast yep. of you, you know, doesn't do it left two weeks ago, forgot to put an extra line Wait, on Wait, Timmy boat. or Jeff? Chuckle Either nuts. one. <laughs> yeah, I know both of them. Yeah. Yep. You know their Uncle Fritz? Fritz Chuckle Nuts? <laughs> yeah. yeah, very well. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's going to be my pen name. <laughs> of the West Side Chuckle Nuts? <laughs> yeah. Nuts is. And now a reading by Fritz Chuckle Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Get off of my schooner. <laughs> what happens with it? Okay, speaking of boats breaking free. What's the rule of thumb? And I even called you last year because I saw this boat for so many days. What what people occasionally just bail on their boat? They they can't manage to take care of it. It breaks loose. They maybe it's financial reasons. Maybe they just don't care. But what what happens when a boat just washes up on the after a storm and it's nobody claims it or? So unfortunately, that becomes my responsibility, and we have a derelict boat policy that we have to follow. Um, I'm dealing with that right now with the gentleman that went aground between Dory's and Gracie's this last summer. Oh, that was a sailboat. Yes. I saw it there. Yep. He was going from Boston to New York and didn't realize that, that Block was... Island was existed. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and financially he relinquished all rights, but at that point, the boat was unsalvageable t- completely. Yeah. So because I know insurance companies will often step right in mm-hmm. like they'll, am I right in that respect? But he didn't have insurance. Oh, or I, a map apparently. Yeah. <laughs> or a compass. Yeah. Or glasses or any brains. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe he's, you know, just not, maybe he doesn't say what we say that we shouldn't own a boat. Right, you know? Exactly. And some people just shouldn't, some do people just things. shouldn't own a boat. The worst right. thing in the world is, I don't know if you have any, but when you know someone who loves something so much and they're terrible at it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, like us yeah. in podcasting. Exactly. Yeah. Like oh, I love doing my podcast. Yeah. Like, Great. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. my ears are burning. <laughs> Um, have you ever salvaged a boat before? Have you ever gotten on a boat and that's been left and been like, oh, look at this, a sweet Rolex that somebody just no, left behind? No. Okay. That no, doesn't happen. No. And is it true or not? I uh, Is there some rule about an anchor and a line to it? Like if it runs aground, that's a signal that it's not abandoned? Or is that just, you know? Like I heard, mm-hmm. like if you come upon a boat that's completely up on the rocks and there's no anchor line or anything, it's... It's free to, to salvage. To free to salvage and take what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Is that true? Um, I don't know. I would have to check the... Uh, I'm going to... Here's a $20 bill. If you could just say it's true. <laughs> so, but also, if that boat is up on the rocks, do you really want it? No, probably not. No. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. Probably not. I mm. Unfortunately, last spring when I took over, we had a blow and the only boat in the harbor went aground... Um, just south of Dingy Beach. Ugh. And again, another gentleman who didn't have insurance, didn't have money, um, and this was his home. Oh, that oh, sucks. Wow. Yeah. So what do you do? Yeah, so it's a tricky one. I facilitated getting it off the beach, and I said, if it floats, you're gone. Right. Here's your chance. You, you got to yeah, go. Yeah. You're you're leaving me with a very big bill, and you are not welcome back until you can pay it. Reasonable. We'll help you out. I thought that was fair. I think that's That's fair. really fair. Really yeah. nice, too, because you could be like, give me your name and address, and you'll get the bill. Right. You know? And he was never going to pay it. So yeah. when when the when we get a boat washes up on the shore, like you just said, the one that washed up between uh, Gracie's and Dory's, I think you said, yeah. or somewhere in there. So West Side. In other places, 
does that is there like a jurisdiction line for the harbor master like i would think like the coast the, so you're are you responsible for any boat that washes up on any coastline around the entire island I, yeah i believe i have um jurisdiction yep. out six miles three miles oh so if you draw that right it yep. kind of covers the whole perimeter of the Correct. island but if there was somewhere else where there was, say, 50 miles between harbors, probably the state has to step in yeah, if a absolutely. boat washes up. Yeah. Okay. So you're kind of stuck with a lot of coastline. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't realize that you, yeah. it goes that far out. Yeah. Wow. And when you when you take the circumference of the island and like ran a tape measure so around th- it. It's at least three miles. And I'd have to check the harbor management plan. It might have been changed to six. So would that include uh, vessels that are in distress? Would you have to go out and, or is that just Coast Guard? Don't have to, but I would probably have a faster response time than the Coast Guard coming from Point Judith. So you don't have to. So if you like the person and you know them, (laughs) you'll go help them out. Yes. Yeah, good. Yeah, makes sense to me. Is there, you just brought up a great one that I didn't even think about. So when I was younger, there was Coast Guard stationed here. Yep. Obviously, we had the Coast Guard station, and they had several boats. Is there currently Coast Guard stationed here? The Coast Guard is here during the summer. Okay. From probably the very end of June to the very end of August. I don't even think they stayed here through Labor Day well, last pretty, year. Pretty quiet end of August, anyway. Uh, right. Um, and they stay at the chief's house, the brick building at as the as you're entering the Great Salt Pond. The one right on the first building you see on the right. Yep. Yep. Okay. So they, they, they usually do, do have a seasonal. Their, yep. They usually have their 45 boat out here. If it's not here for the whole summer, they're definitely out here for the weekend. Is that the one that can roll over? Yeah. <laughs> it can, right? Apparently. Yeah. Did you know about that, Mark? <laughs> no. Yeah. So they have like, I think you, I think standing in it, there's actually belts that you strap to your hips. Okay. And this boat can actually be flipped by a wave and right itself and go. Really? Supposedly. Supposedly. I wouldn't want to be on it. And no, I check. wouldn't want to test that. No, I would not want to test I'd that. Wanna, well, I'd want to do both. I'd want to test it, but not be on it. Right. I'd like to see it. <laughs> yes. You'd like to see it being tested. I would love to see a boat just do a, I mean, as long as everybody was okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't right. want to. I'd like to get a Coast Guard guy or girl from the summer crew to be a guest on our podcast that's a good idea i'd love to get their take on like what it's like to get you know tossed out here to, i mean i imagine they get stationed all over the country like you don't get to pick where you'd be sure how that goes i'd pick black I th- island i think they like to go fishing a lot i have while a, they're here oh yeah yeah i was gonna say i don't <laughs> yeah. really think i've ever seen any coast guard personnel really cruising around I see them riding the, the ferry sometimes sometimes they do that thing where like I thought it was a little overkill, quite frankly, but it was like they zoom around the boat with yeah. the machine gun at yep. the machine gun turret and they're all strapped. With Always like, makes me feel and better. They, and they're pulling over paddle boarders. Yeah. What's, yep. why? Yeah. Why? That's a good <laughs> use could be, of taxpayer dollars, I could guess. Could be dangerous. Yeah. Those pulling paddle over a paddle boarder. You got to yeah. have an M60 yeah. cannon on the front here. Yeah. <laughs> the, I think he's got a joint on him, Fred. Yeah. Get him. <laughs> the paddle boat crusher. All right. Forget the whole idea of having a Coast Guard person on our show because <laughs> yeah, now they hate that. us. um speaking of getting outside the harbor um you like to travel from what we understand as well yes and you so in the off season you obviously not lately with the pandemic but in recent years you've traveled far and wide tell us about some of the places you've been um my favorite place um i am an avid scuba diver my favorite place ever was fiji Mm. Best diving in the world. Really? Is that where you did? I have one thing written on my sheet. No. Okay. But All right. <laughs> last March, I went with a good friend of mine. We went to South Africa. Really? For two weeks. We did a safari to see the Big Ten and see the Big Five. Sorry. And um, the Big Five. The Big Five. What's that? The elephants, the giraffes, the rhinos, the cats. And the hippos? Oh, hippos, yeah. Sounds good. Um, and we almost got stuck there. That was when oh. the, when everything was starting to... Oh, literally, boy. we flew back the day after St. Patrick's Day, and we would have gotten stuck in... Like Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Except you were in Africa instead of uh, the Bahamas or wherever it yeah. was. Yeah. Well, there was a couple... At a resort in South Africa, I saw that. I read about that. Got stuck at the resort, like a five. They're on their honeymoon. It was like a five star, you know, thousand twelve hundred dollar a night, you know, place, and they they couldn't leave, and they were the only ones in the resort. 
Oh so my gosh. it was like, and, and the resort couldn't kick him out. Yep. So they had like basically this Didn't Billy resort. get stuck somewhere? Who? Billy. Billy. Colleen and Billy. I don't know his last name. Oh, Billy Mohawk Chandler. Billy. Yeah, Billy Chandler. Billy Chandler. Yeah, he gets stuck over in um, uh, where's he go? He goes to Bali. Took him a while to get back. I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. Back to so you, Kate. Our you guest. went to go see the Big Five. <laughs> yep. And did you see all of the Big Five? We did. Um, and it was amazing. Yeah. It was, uh, South Africa, Cape Town. Um, the people were amazing. Um. The food was great. If you had to sneak up on one of the big five and pet it, which one would it be? <laughs> if you had question. to, gun to your head. <laughs> the cat. Okay. Good For call. Sure. Good call. I think the hippo is probably the most dangerous of all those. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to get in the path of a charging elephant either. No. That's true. Yeah. So your <laughs> love of nature and animals extends beyond the marine environment, obviously. Um, That was something that we... We were supposed to go and see the other most amazing creature that I love. Let is me guess. The white shark. That's what I was going to say. Yes. Did you see it? No, oh. it w- it wasn't really the season to do that. Um, but that's fine. We had already we had already done that adventure a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, you this did. Is, yes. So you've seen a great white shark. Seen the great white. Uh, yeah. So tell us that story because this I'm amazed. So we went. Um, Who's we, by the way? Uh, my good friend Kate Muso. Love Kate. Love Kate. Uh, so Kate and Kate. Kate and Kate, Kate Adventures. And Kate. Kate squared. We went to Guadalupe, which is off the coast of Mexico, off of California. And it's a 24-hour trip out to the island. You stay on the boat. We stayed for five days, and we did cage diving with the white sharks. Whoa. Yeah. And that was... That's a breeding ground for them. And what was I that think like? we saw... 11 different white sharks wow. there. What was the biggest one? Uh, Big Mama. I think she was 20 feet. Holy oh. cow. How close did she get? Um, I touched her, and then I thought that was the stupidest thing I've ever done, so I just kept my hands in the cage. Um, <laughs> did they tell you, by the way, don't touch the great white that's sharks, a, please? It's a pretty bold statement for anyone to say. <laughs> stupidest thought, thing I ever did. Are you sure? <laughs> You agreed to be on this podcast. I think about that like in a restaurant when I order the, maybe the wrong appetizer. I'm like, oh, I should have gotten the calamari. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I touched the shark and then I spoke to that one guy while I was ringing bread at the Manatees. <laughs> Very dangerous. Yeah. I don't know which is more dangerous. It's delivering the two bread stupidest things the I've ever done. Two stupidest things I've ever done. Wow. So that's amazing. It was amazing. It was probably the most amazing adventure we've ever had so that's far. That's so cool. Incredible. And where did you do that? Uh, Guadalupe. Oh, that was also that was, there. Yep. Oh, so you've been a few times. That is that South? Oh, Guad- I'm sorry. That was South Africa. Yep. Okay. Never mind. And you, what do they do? They hang like the chunks of dead fish outside the cage. Is that what attracts yep. them? No, yep. Kate just sticks her hand yeah. out and is like, come just, here. Here, Sharky, Sharky, come here. Sharky. Here, Sharky, Sharky. <laughs> they have the guy on the boat that's called the Master Baiter. Oh, good. Ah, who good. Excellent. has a big head of tuna and wrangles the shark close to the... That ain't the only big thing it's got. <laughs> <laughs> close to the cage. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Oh, man, That's that really incredible. Phenomenal pictures of it, too. Wow. Yeah. Now, is this snorkel or scuba gear? Scuba gear. It was the... Your air is coming from the boat. Do you... Did you, like... Like, when I go snorkeling and I see something... Like, I've been really scared by a big stingray out here. Maybe it's not even a stingray. Manta ray. Some kind of ray. It was yep. giant. Yeah. But it came out of very murky water right underneath me. And I remember my snorkel, the, the noise went from... <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did that, does that happen when you're, like, near the sharks? Where you're like... <laughs> yeah, have you oh, ever absolutely. had me, like, hairy? I would have been, like... I yeah. would have been wondering, when do I get back up top? <laughs> and I would rather be diving than snorkeling i don't like to be on top yeah like have you had any hairy hanging. experiences scuba diving where you know maybe a shark came up to you or something or anything no like, because Whoa. they're they're just amazing and they're they're not a they're not um they're more afraid of us than yeah. than yeah i've only seen one out here snorkeling i saw a shark off dory's cove yeah was it a shark or a dogfish? No, it was a shark. Okay, because I saw a dogfish and I couldn't out tell once. you if it was a mink or a blue shark. Because, like she said, they're sk- it was like so fast. Yeah. yeah, like 
you, you basically you get a glimpse and then just the tail yep. and you just see the tail going away from you like they don't they don't want to be around you generally i don't think no. yeah. you know we uh i've got a group of people that we've done some shark diving out here but we haven't really seen anything saw a few makos and little blue sharks but we were on the boat and we're waiting for the sharks to come so the guy's chumming and um we're like well who's going to get to go in the cage first you know that's kind yeah. of that's kind of important because I want to be second. Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> well, we had so we played shark roulette and oh whoever so the guys chum in the water and we had to whoever swam around the boat the fastest got to be the first one in the cage while he's chumming. Yeah, nice. So we're still sure that petting the great white was the stupidest thing you ever yeah. did? Because that's shark, shark aficionados are a strange bunch. Wow. Speaking, but since you're, um, I, I, hope, I hope we're not getting too short on time. We're getting we? there. Um, do you have a shark question? Because I have one more shark question. I do too. Okay, go. Well, you go first. Go All ahead. Right, so my shark question, additional shark question for you is, as the harbor master, um, when they have the shark fishing tournament every year, how do you feel about that? I I completely disagree with it. Yeah. And uh, I would like to talk to the new owners of Champlins to to have that. Have it stop happening. Yes. Have it canceled. Do you know? I know they stopped it in Montauk. You can do did. catch and release. You know, I don't know yeah. why they can't do something like that. I find it offensive. Well, because then you can't show everybody how big your yeah. freaking shark is. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> look how big my shark is I, that I killed. And I'm so sorry. Uh, 20 years ago, I was that guy. I caught a Mako and... You know, I caught a mango once, but I gut hooked it, and it was going to die anyway. And it was legal, so we kept it. But that's and you can eat it, it yeah, as long as you're eating it. That's yeah. a big difference because be it's eating. delicious. For those of you who have never tried it, I like mako better than swordfish. Mako's myself. delicious. Yeah, I don't yeah. eat swordfish either. You don't yeah. eat swordfish? Well, mm. my shark question. Oh, now I can't remember <laughs> what my shark. Oh, do you keep tabs on? Uh, not keep tabs like in a job sense of the way, but because of your uh, love of sharks, do you keep in the loop on the shark monitoring around Block Island? Oh yeah. So oh, you we do. Got some great news from them. Um, they are adding. They so right now there are seven monitoring buoys around the island right now. They're the yellow ones, if I'm not the mistaken, right? Ones, okay. Correct, and it says Atlantic Shark Institute on them. And they're adding two more this year with bait and a GoPro. Um, oh, so it captures oh. some video. So it's going to capture some video. And unfortunately for them, they're getting pings of what's going by. But if they didn't actually uh, tag the shark, they're not going to know what kind of shark it actually oh, was. Oh, okay. So the institutes that are need to start working together, whoever's tagging the sharks, they need Share to Share the tag together. codes and exactly. frequencies so that even if we didn't tag the shark, and you know, then you can report to them on their tags yeah. too. So I see what you're saying. That's pretty cool. But the institute themselves told me that they have tagged two, at least 200 white sharks in the vicinity of... Um, New England, Block Island waters. Nice. Yeah. Would you be able to, we don't do it now because we are probably getting a little short on this wonderful conversation time, but would you be able to hook us up with somebody with that program that maybe would be a guest on our podcast? Because I think people, I don't, oh, I'm fascinated it. by it. Yeah. Everybody know, loves sharks. Shark. Yeah. Everybody loves sharks. Let me ask yep. you this. Do the sharks ever get upset about their privacy rights when they're tagged? <laughs> Don't know. Okay, just wondering. And is there any tags with bling? Give them a little, you know, yeah, flair. Yeah, I'd have to ask. So them I think they so should. Yeah, like because uh, some of those shark tags are just so you know pedestrian. Then you can name them more fun. Like there's Tina Turner. Yeah, you know, there's you Elvis. Name, I would name my shark Tina Turner. I'd Elvis. Name, if I had a, sh- I'd name it Prince. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I yeah. think Elvis is a good one. Elvis, Elvis is, good. is a good. Although name. Dave Sniffin would probably. Yeah, that would be Dave his. would take it. Yeah. Why would um, you name a shark Dave Sn- Oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. He got, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just a name Don't I came you, up with. Yeah. I like it. So, well, well, are we getting near that time? We are, unfortunately. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, this has been great. And informative. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning again. A lot of clams it. and a lot of shark lot talk. Of that's good. Boats, yeah. clams, and sharks. Yeah. yeah. Three great reasons to visit Block Island now. I think we made it through the whole podcast. I don't think we said anything that should really piss anybody off either. That's always Well, maybe some shark hunters. True. Mm-hmm. Maybe some shark hunters or boat owners. Tough or, shit. Yeah, whatever. 
It happens. Yeah. So, uh, what do you do? well, Kate, thank you again thank for you this guys. conversation. This has Before been really fun. Before you go, yes. oh yeah, there is something we do like to do with all of our guests. It's called uh-uh. a lightning round. Okay. Okay. So, uh, are you familiar with what a lightning round is? Mm, okay. Just, Basically, we're going to ask you questions, and uh, you just the first thing that comes to your mind, you okay. just give us your answer. There's no, no wrong answer. No wrong answer. No okay. wrong answer. No, just fun. Yeah. So uh, take it away, Mark. Okay. Ready? First question: Clams or oysters? Oysters. Sailboat or powerboat? Power. What's your best tip for a new visitor to Block Island? Ooh. Um, gosh. We'll go get, back to try it. Try the bread at the Manistee. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to that one. Invisibility or super strength? Invisibility. What was your last Halloween costume? Oh, I'm not really a Halloweener. Fisherman or sailor? Fisherman. Do you respect Kanye? (laughs) (laughs) You like that one. That's a good question. Um, Do you respect Kanye West? I don't know Kanye West. So you can't respect him. Or not. Well, if you have a tip for a new visitor, that's fine. If not. We'll move on. No biggie. I don't think I have a tip for the new visitors. Could be good, could yeah. be bad. Keep your hands inside the shark cage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep your hands inside the ride at all times. Thank you, Kate McCombo. Great conversation. Thank I, you. I'm sure our listeners are going to love this. Yeah. Thank you out there for listening to another episode of Two Guys on Block Island. Reach out to us if you'd like, please. We'll try to get back to you. Our email is twoguysonbi at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on all of your favorite social media outlets and uh, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast. Um, And don't forget to tell your friends, right, Rich? Because that's the best way to get the word out for us. And we appreciate more and more listeners. Yeah. So, all right. Well, another great conversation. And uh, Rich, I think that does it for us. So that does it. I'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Have a great week. And you too, listeners. Have a great week. Hey, Rich. Yeah. I was thinking about building my own shark cage after this. You should. Can you give me a hand? Definitely. I've got some aluminum foil kicking around here somewhere. Perfect. Yeah. It'll work. What shall we do with the shark and sailor? What shall we do with the shark and sailor? What shall we do with the shark and sailor?